gifts to exchange or Oscar bait movies to watch. But in 1980, there was a sci-fi show in the middle of its first season, ready to shock us all with a new alien enemy, a vampire from space. I'm Jessica Linverdi, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for January 3rd. Buck Rogers in the 25th century was NBC's primetime sci-fi centerpiece after the cancellation of Battlestar Galactica in 1979. In its first half season thus far, Buck had seen some changes. The humor was amped up, guest stars were far more conspicuous, and Buck had seemed to settle in pretty comfortably into 25th century life. He and Wilma Deering were more like space cops going from adventure to adventure each week. But back in October of 1979, with horror being on everyone's mind, writers Kathleen Barnes and David Wise pitched a story for Buck Rogers that would take Bram Stoker's premise and put a vampire in the 25th century. There's the ship Demeter, which is the same name of Stoker's ship that brought the Count to England. It crashes into a space station, just as the sailing ship crashed into port. The vampire is from the Romaine star system. There's the late vampire hunter Helsin, clearly a stand-in for von Helsing. Then there's the vampire himself, undead, pointy ears, pale complexion, and going around sucking the life out of everyone. In Buck Rogers, the space vampire Vorvon also has a wicked unibrow and a giant smooth cranium, taking a design cue from Nosferatu. So maybe he's more of a space Ferratu. The plot is pretty straightforward. The Vorvon has spent his time draining the life energy of everyone around him, and now after crashing into the station, he has his eyes set on Buck and the crew. Well, specifically, he has his eyes set on Wilma. Buck has to save Wilma, dispatch the vampire, and generally save the day for everyone. But what made space vampires so memorable? We'll talk about that after the break. As we mentioned, Buck Rogers had settled into pretty light space adventure with breezy romantic subplots. Then in January 1980, an Airstots Halloween episode drops to scare all the eight-year-olds in the audience. Stylistically, they went for something claustrophobic and menacing. There was the floaty red blob that indicated the vampire was stalking his prey. There was the crew of undead zombies who would do the Vorvon's bidding by attacking Buck. And there were some truly ambitious special effects by Ken Larson and his team at Universal Heartland. Sure, they reused some models from Galactica, as was always expected, but they also pulled off some impressive original work like the multi-stage separation on Wilma's ship and the Vorvon meeting his doom in the sun. The episode was directed by actor-turned-Emmy Award-winning director Larry Stewart, an original video ranger on Captain Video in the late 40s, and he would do three more episodes of Buck Rogers. Most of all, though, there was Wilma Deering, actress Erin Gray, who was already a fan favorite, and the show had decided that she and Buck were friends and co-workers with maybe a mild flirtation, but that was it, mostly. In what would have otherwise been pretty standard Monster of the Week fare, Erin Gray really let Wilma bring the terror to the episode. She's the first to feel uneasy by the Vorvon's unseen presence. Then she really cranks up the fear when he comes for her directly, and when she's transformed into a vampire herself before 
before Buck can save her. Oh, sorry, spoiler. Well, let's just say that part of what makes vampires so appealing historically is their freedom of expression that mere mortals don't always have. This was a version of Colonel Deering that let it all out, and audiences in 1980 or later found that very difficult to forget. This has been your Daily Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for January 3rd. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.